drink it in, man. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Cornbread! 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 Drink it in, man. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Touch, touch, touchdown, Detroit Lions! Detroit Kool-Aid, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers. What's going on, everybody? I told you I got to do some bonus content. It's my favorite time of the year. The NFL draft, as I'm recording, is tomorrow. Um, lots of big things going on with the Lions, so I brought you a big guest. I mean, this guy, I've called him the king of all podcasts. He's basically the king of all media, to be honest. He's doing big things. His time's limited. We haven't been able to make our schedules work, but he shows up big the day before the draft. You guys know who he is. At Joey Sports Guy on Twitter, Joey Christopoulos is back in the building. Joey, we got to talk draft. I got to know what you've been up to. What's going on, buddy? I'm back. <laughs> and I want David Putney because I feel like it, Derek. It's NFL <laughs> draft. We're back together here on the Kool-Aid cast. Get your cornbread. Drink it in. Let's go. <laughs> NFC North leading the charge in the NFC for the next decade. Uh, man, this is Christmas Eve, right? Taping this on a Wednesday, the night before the NFL draft, uh, and I'm happy and honored to be back with you. Drink it in, man. Double side of cornbread. Cornbread! Cornbread! <laughs> Joey, let, let's get into this, man. We, we don't have much time. This is a bonus show for the Kool-Aid drinkers, as well as all your loyal listeners. Like, what's going on, man? Uh, like I say, you're up to a million great things in the sports space. The drafts were around the corner, like... I mean, you're 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 a big insider. You're you're a big entertainer at the highest level. Like I gotta ask you, tell us what you're hearing. What's the stuff on your brain with the NFL draft tomorrow, right around the corner? Derek, I have to tell you, you know, look, I've been on this pod in years past, and we've done mock drafts, and we've tried to prognosticate and speculate. I think this is one of the hardest ones from a Chicago Bears perspective of trying to handicap that I've ever personally gone through. Um, I have two people that I talk to. One of them has been to the Combine. This is not Corey Wooten. There's two other people. And in the past when I've gotten info and I've kind of tried to leak it out a little bit, um, they've always been in lockstep. And I'll be honest with you, each person says something different about what the Chicago Bears prefer and want with the NFL draft, which leads me thinking, and we can get into it a little bit. I mean, there might be a trade down scenario with both of our teams, either you guys at six and 17 or us at number nine, because man, I I, I don't know what's going to happen, dude. I mean, let's just start at the first spot. What the hell do the Texans do at number two? You know, if, if they don't take CJ Stroud at number two, Derek, this board goes crazy. Right. And I think that's going to be advantageous for teams like the Lions and the Bears who are not in the quarterback hunt right now, unless you tell me otherwise, man, I, you know, I, I'm still feeling offensive line, defensive line, but I think this is one of the strangest drafts where I'm not exactly sure where the Bears are leaning right now. 
So here, here's the thing, man. Two and three are, are the big swing points early. We know that. Your Bears already shook up the draft, moving from one to nine and getting a boatload of picks, and you're hoping you're still going to get a guy that uh, definitely fits your team. I guess for me, it's just crazy because I love the draft so much, and as we lead up, you hear this team's going to trade. This is going to move up. DeAndre Hopkins is going to go. These quarterbacks are going to go. This guy's going to fall because of a test. Like, It's all so fun. But like tomorrow, I feel like a lot of these rumor innuendo, as we call them on the show, is going to kind of be put to the side. You know, we're going to see what actually happens. And yes, there's going to be guys taking you never expected people that were never in mocks, all this stuff. But I feel like the lead up (laughs) is just crazy, just stuff bouncing off the walls, lying season, everything. And I think tomorrow we'll finally know. We'll see this first round. And and like I said, for my Lions, if 2-3 aren't like the uh, you know normal that you would expect or trades happen where people move up for quarterbacks, the dream here in Detroit is Will Anderson at 6. <laughs> that would be incredible. I've been pounding the table for guess who? Anthony Richardson at 6 if he's there. I can't mm-hmm. pass on him. He's big. He's great character he wants to be a hall of famer he can run he can he's a cannon for an arm i would take that kid if he's there on the table i don't know if the lions will or won't but uh yeah there's so much going on with this draft so so much unpredictability that's all going to come to the light starting tomorrow well derek i mean when we talk about when you go through the list of organizations that can take on a player like Anthony Richardson, right? Like what's the first thing that everyone thinks of? He needs some time, right? So obviously we, our initial inclination, I felt like drifted towards the Raiders, but man, isn't that interesting that the lions sitting there at six, they have the talent. They currently have a quarterback right now that honestly, you know what? He's played a little bit better than I thought. I don't think he's going to take you to a Super Bowl, but that's yet to be seen. And he's got another contract coming. If you guys could land a guy like Anthony Richardson in this year's draft, give him some time around the talent that you guys have and truly write like the final chapter of the Matthew Stafford trade, right? You know what I mean? A part of that trade when you traded him some years ago, two years ago, and you say goodbye to your franchise quarterback, if you said to yourself two years from now, we are going to use one of these picks to take our future franchise quarterback, and that is Anthony Richardson. You know, what a great way to bookend the story. I want to throw it back to you, though. Don't you think, Derek, all of a sudden, isn't like Paris Johnson some sort of weird linchpin and all this happening for us where you get these rumors that Paris Johnson could go as high as three? You could have teams possibly trading up for Paris Johnson. Isn't that going to be crucial for a team like the Lions or even us with the Bears that Paris Johnson goes earlier right now than we all thought to kind of help the board slide down to give you a shot at Richardson? Yeah, it's a it's a great point by you. I mean, I think those left tackles were sort of not talked about as much to start and they're really gaining steam here late. I feel like everyone was penciling in CJ Stroud and now he seems to be, you know, possibly you know the lions have interviewed him as well and he's been comp to be like a younger you know a little bit better jared goff type i mean you did acknowledge that you've been wrong on jg16 because he's played really well and i don't i don't push that uh, against him but i i just feel like the lions uh, 
have to have quarterback trumps all for me. I don't know if it does for them. They may just be totally good. Paris Johnson going at three could be a possibility. You know, will the Texans just take a big defender? Will they still take a quarterback? What is Indy going to do? My question to you, Joey, you brought up the tackle. I, I feel like I've been mocking Skronsky, my boy, the Skronk, to your Chicago Bears. And uh, what would be your best case scenario moving from one to five? Obviously already taking care of the quarterback, which I told you when you took Justin Fields, good pick. I liked some of his talent. I, I beat him up on subsequent podcasts that we've done. One, because it's just fun to give you a hard time. Two, because he's a horrible singer. And three, because he's just run fields um, and he hasn't been able to throw the football yet, but he's still a good talent. Are you looking to add offensive line? Are you looking for a big defender, maybe an offensive weapon? What's going on at nine there as well? Let, let me know. Yeah, I'm trying to wrap my head around a bunch of different scenarios where I think both of our organizations have to prepare for the uh, for the the red button in the command room that says Jalen Carter, and if he slides to us, whether we're going to pick him or not and make that decision. <laughs> from there. When it comes to Skaronsky, look, I, I I think you know safe, comfy. Um, you know, think of your favorite meal. Think of like a pot roast dinner, right? Like it's not your favorite <laughs> of all time, but if you eat that meal, you're going to be so satisfied. If we just sit there at nine and we take a guy like Pete Skaronsky, look, I'm going to be happy. I, I'll be honest with you. I'm getting a little greedy though, Derek. Um, and I'm looking at this and I'm just <laughs> saying to myself, is there a world where the Chicago Bears are sitting there at nine and you still have a player like an Anthony Richardson or a Will Levis still on the board at nine? And you call up a team like the Commanders at 15. You call up a team like the Buccaneers at 19. Because you know what that's going to cost? That's going to cost their first-round pick next year. Mm -hmm. And do I want three first-round picks next year? Why not? (laughs) Why not? (laughs) Especially when you hear a lot of rumors. Now, personally, from the inside intel that I got, the Chicago Bears like a whole lot Darnell Wright out of Tennessee. Mm -hmm. Um, True right tackle, has some versatility. Um, but has a nasty edge to him. He's kind of a plug-and-play guy that you can throw right there. The thing with Skaronsky is I think we're going to have to debate whether he's a right tackle, a left tackle, a guard, blah, blah, blah. Where do you stick him right away off the off the jump? So if you're in a position where if you can move back to 15, move back to 17, still get a bite at, say, a Broderick Jones, get a bite at a guy like Don Wright, and pick up even more advantageous capital for the Chicago Bears I think it's a move that you really, really have to consider. I don't think Pete Skaronsky is a guy sitting there at nine that says, we have to take this guy. We have to sit there. Um, so, I look, I still think the Bears are open for business. I know there's also the rumors of the Steelers moving up from 17 to nine. I think that scenario only happens if Jalen Carter is still on the board at nine. Um, again, that will cost a first-round pick. So, And if that's the case, if the Bears get a third first-round pick, that means the NFC North will have seven of the first-round picks Heading into next year, especially if Rodgers plays over 65% of the snaps. I want to throw this back to you, though, Derek, because there is one player that I'm not so sure about. And he is sitting there in the top 10, and he's been mocked to you guys. And there's a world where he could still be on the board at 9 for the Bears. And I don't know how I feel about it. Where are you on Christian Gonzalez as it stands today, the day before the draft? 
Yeah, lots of good stuff from you there, Joey. I mean, uh, real quick on Pete Skronsky. The reason I love him and I think you should love him is, yeah, he might be an interior guard or right tackle or or he can just play all the spots. And I've been preaching clean prospects, not only this Mm -hmm. offseason, but other offseasons, because there's nothing wrong with just taking a guy you never have to worry about that's going to be a good football player that's versatile and that can uh, beef up your trenches. So that's kind of why I've been a proponent of his um, and, and other people on both sides of the lines that can always help you. So that's just first and foremost. You, you threw out Christian Gonzalez. I'm kind of bummed you did because this is like the least guy that I want to talk about. Like, I get it. He's big. He's fast. He's smooth. He's silk, whatever people say about him. I don't like this player barely at all. I don't want I, him either. I don't <laughs> want him either, Derek. I'm with yeah. you. Yeah. He seems like that finesse corner that looks great on paper and he's had a good college career, but I don't see him being that DAWG that I want at the corner yep. position if I'm going to take one. And I don't want one at six. I don't even care if your name is Devin Witherspoon. Like, you know, I want to wait till 18 and I can get a corner there. I, I probably would rather wait till 48 or 55 before I want to get a corner. Yep. There's so many good ones in this draft. So, yeah, Christian Gonzalez would probably be worst case scenario for me. Joe, you want to know how I got it stacked? for the Detroit Lions, Anthony Richardson, Will Anderson, uh, Tyree Wilson. And then, and then we start getting in, into that mix after that of like, okay, now, like, yes, Jalen Carter's in my consideration, but he's got a, a bunch of things that I'm not willing to just look past and, and just wave the flag. You talked about your team moving, like, down and collecting future assets. Like, the Lions have been talked about moving down at 6, at 18. It's like, we already have 9-plus picks in this draft, so, okay, we can move back and move up later, but I don't want any more picks in this draft, but I would love some more for next year. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you know, Christian Gonzalez has a lot of skills and he could be a good you know cb1 in the right situation but i don't think that's detroit and i'm really hoping that's not the way they go if they do and they love him you know let's see what they do and maybe he's maybe he's a great player it's 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 hard to tell but he's he's not on my top six seven eight nine ten list especially at pick six for the lions yeah, I think he's the one guy, Derek, who honestly would kind of bum me out if the Chicago Bears took him at nine. I mean, I'm down with boring. Give me Skoransky, man. Give me that boring. Um, I'm not. I'm not of the mindset of, you know, flipping out if we talk if we took Bijan at number nine. I would not flip out if we took Jackson Smith and Jigba at number nine. But man, Christian Gonzalez to me. I mean, in the, from the Bears' perspective, last year with our first two picks. We took a cornerback and a safety. So you're telling me we're doing that again. And I'm looking at the player, too, as well, and I just don't – there's nothing that really gets me excited. And if you're the Lions, too, as well, you know, you just just got Gardner Johnson, right? I mean, you've already maybe kind of moved off of the trauma, hopefully, of Akuda. I don't know. Christian Gonzalez doesn't make a lot of sense for me there for the Lions either. So, yeah, I I think for you, like a Tyree Wilson, man, if a Will Anderson sprint – up to the draft board um Jalen Carter it all just depends on you know what people think about him when they meet him right I mean look like I don't really want to get into discussion about his off the field stuff because it gets down this rabbit hole of this of a whole different kinds of things I think it's just a matter of what I've kind of heard is that he's kind of a prick you know you know he's kind of he's kind of a prick (laughs) so I mean are you cool with that are you cool with kind of a jerk being in your locker room and, and does he ever mature and get out of that? And I guarantee you there's been a lot of amazing NFL players that are raging pricks before. So, you know, I think that's going to be a big factor there too as well. 
Here's the thing real quick, though, on, on Jalen Carter. To me, the lazy part that I've heard is a little bit more concerning because any young 20 to 22-year-old kid might have an issue here or there that they need to correct or might need some time to grow up. But laziness in practice, overweight, you know, taking place, those are all things that worry me. And But, he, but the talent, and he's a big body that moves bodies and has good feet. So that's why I don't take him. We have a lot of people in Detroit, oh, he's off my board, and, and he's off the Lions board, and other people just want him no matter what. And I'm kind of in that middle ground where <laughs> – He's not going to be off, but he's down after those first couple defensive players. You want to know who I have right in the mix that I would maybe take over him just because of character, and I love this guy so much, even if six is a little high? Nolan Smith out of Georgia. I love everything yeah. about this kid. He ran 4-3-9. I understand he's a little bit light, but he's a hell of a football player, a great person, a great leader, and I'm willing to pay a premium for that. So um, that's a guy that I have above, like a or right around Carter, like it's depending how the Lions feel about him. Joey, I want to kick it back to your team or just we want to work our way through this first round, get a quick break for our sponsors, and then we'll finish out because I know you got – you probably got to do like ESPN or I don't even know what you're on now. You probably got a got a quick hit to do with Fox Sports or something like you're, you're just all over the map doing big things. But with with your Bears, do you agree that you brought up Paris Johnson, the left tackle to me? Uh, I think that's not only the best guy for you guys. I feel like he's a premier type talent at left tackle that, like I said, it hasn't been pushed up here till late. I think that's your best situation. You threw out Bijan, you threw out a, a wide receiver. Like, I, I wouldn't be spending that type of resource for your squad because you don't have the O-line or the D-line yet to be able to, to dabble there. I mean, everyone's bringing up Bijan Robinson. It's like, I get it, he's good, but he needs to go to a team that's already set at a lot of other areas um, and, and a little bit farther down the draft board, regardless of, of how good he is, in my opinion. What, what's your thoughts on all that? Take it anywhere you want to go. No, yeah, look, I completely agree. Um, that was a little bit more about, like, you know, what, what spectrum – of uh of of a world where I would get upset at a particular pick, and I know oh, yeah. that there's a lot of Bears fans and a lot of vitriol and a lot of NFL conversation in general about taking a running back in the first round, and and I'd be more I'd be more bummed if they took Chris Gonzalez <laughs> than if they took Bijan. But look, man, no, you're a thousand percent right. And one of the things when we're having this conversation that I was thinking about was that if the Lions take Will Anderson or Tyree Wilson or Jalen Carter. Um, the Chicago Bears better damn well take an offensive tackle. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, let's be honest. Like, look right in your backyard, um, right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. You know, we've been doing this for a couple years together now, and me and you have both have been prognosticating that the NFC North is going to flip, and it is going to be the Lions and the Bears' time moving forward. Um, I think it's the Lions' time this year. I think the Chicago Bears are still a year behind. But again, like, you got to start thinking about that kind of stuff. So if you guys land one of those guys plus Aiden, um, you damn well better believe that we do something in the offensive tackle position. I love Paris Johnson. Um, I have a fear that he just won't be there. So a part of my mind is sort of kind of uh, already coping and wrapping my head around the concept that he won't be there. And the best part about it, too, as well is, look, from what I've heard, you know, the, he's got a little inexperience. Right. But another thing is that and this is just fact with Ryan Poles. um, and this isn't necessarily my preference, but you know Ryan Poles and his staff, they value physical traits as much as they value production and upside. And Paris Johnson has all the physical traits lengthwise 
to fit that mold for what they hope to be a premier tackle, whether it is going to be a right tackle or a left tackle. I think if Paris got drafted by the Bears at nine, he would be their left tackle. We would move Braxton Jones over to right tackle. Um, so, I, you know, I think that that is incumbent upon the Bears to do that. And then on the other flip side, too, with Nolan Smith, the only thing about Nolan Smith is you mentioned the speed and you mentioned that he's a little light. You know, my co-host, Corey Wooten, former Bears defensive end, Corey Wooten, and former Detroit Lion, Corey Wooten, um, you know, he just said, what happens when you put that 10 to 15 on? Does it sap some of that speed away? But again, with Nolan Smith, man, and what you nailed so perfectly is we're talking all this stuff about Jalen Carter practicing, not practicing, doing whatever. You know, Nolan Smith is the captain of that Georgia defense. He's the dude that is yes. literally turning the lights off at curfew, telling everyone to shut up and go to sleep. You know right. what I mean? Well, Jalen Carter's off in his own world. So those are two different kind of makeups of players completely. And and look, as much as we need help on the offensive line, we need help on that defensive line too. Because, I mean, Derek, dude, we had only 20 sacks as a team last year. Our strong, our free, our strong safety led the team in sacks. Our rookie Jaquan Brisker. Um, it is that bad. It is that bereft. And it's definitely gonna have to be something that the Bears need to attack in the draft. Which is why I still kind of lean trade down. You know, more more arrows in the the quiver, or what is it? Arrows in the arrow basket? <laughs> is it? The- <laughs> I I don't know if either of those are correct, but I, I get what you're saying. I, I think that. Uh, a trade down is what you should do. You already have a lot of picks this year. Um, everything in the future is, is gravy. I don't necessarily agree with, well, if the Lions do this, we'll do this to counteract it. I'm just telling you, like, you and all Bears fans and people in the NFL in general are like, oh, Bijan would be fun. I wouldn't be upset. It's like, but it's just not smart business. It's just not a practical move to take that guy uh, just because you you like him. He's safe. He just, it's the position, and there's you got to beef up you got to have pass rush. You got to have guys that can cover. You have to have a quarterback. You have to have skill guys before you start adding these RBs just because they're fun and they're on your fantasy football team. So Joey, let's do this before we go back and forth. Cause I know we will all day on this. Let me take a quick break, get our great sponsors in here. We're giving the, the Kool-Aid drinkers some bonus content, all football talk, not our fun drops and arguments like we normally do. Quick sponsor break and listen to those. And we come back. I just got a few more questions for you. Cause I know you got to get up out of here. So everybody, we'll take a really quick pause. We'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, everybody, this goes out to my fantasy football fans out there. Now, you probably heard about Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners can build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, we're talking free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades. You could put franchise tags on guys. Uh, It's as close as you're going to get to being an NFL GM. But do you think it sounds complicated? It's not. I'm here to tell you it's the best thing about Reality Sports Online is it's just more fun than your normal fantasy league, but it doesn't take barely any more time. After all this, are you still not sure? 
I mean, come on now. You can test your general manager skills by going over to Reality Sports Online, call it RSO. Please go check out realitysportsonline.com right now. Kool-Aid drinkers are back. Thank you for listening to the sponsors. I can't mess around because Joey uh, is is joining us on the show. He has limited time, and we're talking drafts. So we got in a bunch of back and forth. We love our teams. I want to talk about pick 18 for my Lions as well as give you some time. Your Bears have quite a few picks. I'm in the DTO scouting office now. I can see all the Bears logos for all their picks. I've got your free agency up here where you overspent for a lot of linebackers. I, I've got all types of I got all types of content here. I'm ready for tomorrow. The fridge is stocked. It's going to be a good couple of days. Here's where I'm at with the Lions at 18. I'm a type of guy that puts players in buckets. So I kind of have offensive and defensive buckets and I'm just letting the draft board fall to me and seeing who's the best available in those buckets. So at 18 for me, it's guys like Devin Witherspoon. If he was to get there, I know he's like the betting favorite to go at six, but my hope is maybe he falls. And if he continues to fall, he'd be ideal, I guess, at 18. Klyja Kansi's my guy. I like Lucas Van Ness for some of the reasons we mentioned. He's very safe, clean. The guy you can put on souvenir cups, as I said before. Brian Brisset, the big defensive tackle. The kid out of Northwestern, who his government is Adebaware. I like what he brings to the table. Brian Branch is my guy. And then the offensive side of the ball, you know, would Darnell Wright be there? I might be willing to invest in a um, tackle. Hendon Hooker is kind of interesting if they do want to go quarterback, but they want to wait. Osiris Torrance. Uh, gosh, there's there's so many ways to go for the Lions. So I'm going to let the board fall. I'm probably going to take one of those players probably on the defensive side of the ball. Best case scenario, give me Will Anderson. Give me Kalijah Kansi. And if I can't get those and I want to move around the draft board, I could do so. But I don't think the Lions will get cute. I'll think they'll take two big disruptors and let it roll. So how about you and, and your squad and the draft in general? Um, well, I, I want to comment on the Lions just really quick. There's two pieces of information I think uh, you know the Detroit Kool-Aid casters are going to want to listen to. The first one is that um, I'm believing Bears with my co-host, former Bears defensive end Corey Wooten. His favorite player in this draft, Derek, is Kalijah Kansi. Ooh. He is obsessed with Kalijah Kansi. And look, man, obviously I do a show with him. I'm friends with him. But you know what? Over a period of time these last couple of years – I mean, the dude knows defensive line play. He knows people that can get off, and, and you know. And I'll be honest with you, he he's not that big of a Tyree Wilson guy. He just thinks he he loves the physical traits and all that stuff. But he sees that first get off, and he says to himself, "Ah, oh, man, he's a little click slow. And if he doesn't figure that out, he might struggle at the next level." He loves the suddenness of Kalijah Kansi, and he's almost at the point which where I I am. You know, if the Bears trade down. I think that's where the Chicago Bears go, personally. If they get in that 13-15 area and the offensive linemen aren't on the board that they want them to be. He just says, you know, you can't take a guy like that in the top 10. It's just a little too risky, the optics of it for a second-year GN of reaching like that are a little bit too much. But he absolutely loves that player. Um, in my general opinion, if the Lions took Hendon Hooker at 17 or 18, man, I just I think that's just a crazy waste of a pick. Um, I <laughs> I just don't understand, like, you know, at that point, if you're buying in at that point with your Detroit Lions, I just think you're trying to go all in and try and get you guys that could start for you that very next year. I can wrap my head around it at six because now we're talking about a totally different 
upper crust or a higher ceiling type player. Mm-hmm. Um, but at that point, I just can't really quite see that. My my other one, yeah, and I do, I did find, uh, you know, maybe some offensive line help would be really helpful for you guys. Um, I was really curious about, you know, I mean, obviously, it sounds like you wouldn't do Bijan at 18, but my question for you would nope. be, it seems like there is a tight end rich class this year. Nope. I have seen some. Yeah, so that's not interesting to you, right? The the TJ nope. Hawkinson offensive weapon tight end era. Nope. You're kind of, you're you're okay moving past that, right? You wouldn't be interested yep. in any of those. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, l- let me jump in real quick. It's, I could talk about my team for days, but uh, just to counter your point, here's what I hear all the time. But I'll agree. Kalijah Campsy is too small. His arms are short. He doesn't play every down. And I'm like, I don't care because all the reasons you and Mr. Wooten said, which is you don't find guys that can get off the ball and kill quarterbacks. I don't care if he's a specialist because if he gets me double digit sacks, I don't care how long he plays. I'm not trying to have him stuff the run. He, He has elite traits, which what the Lions need, a penetrating defensive tackle, first and foremost. You said Hennon Hooker's a waste. I'm actually not a proponent of like a QB there. I'm just saying, again, I'm going back to my rule. QB trumps all. So if they would want to put a guy in the in the pocket there and, and play golf out for a year, let the kid get healthy and they think he's the next guy, that's why I, I throw that out there. Um, you know, the thing you threw out again about Bijan, everyone here in Detroit wants him. You hear people out here on the radio, oh, why not just screw it? Just take him at six. No, <laughs> I don't want him at 18 either. And no, I don't want a tight end because like you said, we've been down that route. There's some really good tight ends in this draft. I can wait till rounds two, three, four, five, whatever it may be, and sneak a guy in there, but I'm not paying a premium for one. And I think all these NFL teams that get this toy tight end, it's just... No, I I think you only do that when your team's fully ready to go. I'm totally off that position in general. So sorry, I could talk for days. What else you got on on your team or this draft in general? Because like you say, uh, I think it is going to be very unpredictable. I'm very excited for it, but you know, lots of picks for both our squads, and, and we both should come out with a really good haul and feeling really good because um, draft is is the lifeblood of your team. Yeah, look, you know, so the Chicago Bears, obviously, we're picking at nine. Uh, we're picking at 53. We're picking at 61. We're picking at 64. So 64 is the first pick of the third round. So we got four guys in the top 64. We also have two picks in the fourth round, uh, thanks to the Robert Quinn trade. So look, man, I, I think you could possibly relate to this a little bit where, again, I, I'm just sort of seeing the things that the Lions have done over the past couple of years and the way that they've able to now capitalize on the Matthew Stafford trade. We're now like, you know, you're in a position where you're like, you know, what is, what can we pick that's going to help this team right now? I mean, your needs and your holes in your team are getting smaller and smaller as the years go on. For the Chicago Bears, unfortunately, you know, they still have just one too many holes, right? I mean, like, look, like linebackers covered because it's 1988, you know what I'm saying? So we we paid, we paid off the nose for those guys. But look, for the Chicago Bears, I can kind of see a very boring draft of offensive linemen defensive lineman, offensive lineman, defensive tackle, offensive <laughs> lineman. You know what I mean? Like, I, And look, for Chicago Bears fans or maybe the general NFL you know, viewing audience, that's not the sexiest thing in the world, but it's something that is dire that the Bears need so, so, so badly. Now, would I be interested day two, day three, and then possibly trying to target? You know, I do think they need another wide receiver. Um, I do think they need to probably start the rookie clock on another running back. 
I like the Deontay Foreman signing for three million. But let's be honest, the guy was healthy last year for the first time in his entire career. Are we really going to play that game? Um, and I do think you get that opportunity to do that there. So for the Bears, I don't see them moving up. I think it's just an opportunity to possibly move back in a couple of different areas, see if someone gets desperate. Obviously, Tennessee at 11 is going to be a huge one. Uh, the Commanders at 15, like I mentioned. The Steelers at 17 have mentioned moving up. I don't know if that would be for a Joey Porter or that'd be for a Jalen Carter. And then look, man, I think the Buccaneers are being way too quiet about this stuff. Sitting there at 19, um, I think if one of these guys becomes available, I could see them rolling the dice somehow on one of those guys. And look, I look if you're talking an Anthony Richardson, Will Levis situation on a team where they actually have to play next year, um, I'm trading with that team. And I want that first round pick. Guess what? That team is going to suck. That's going to put us possibly in the top five. Um, and then man, things then get really, really interesting from there. So it's been such a crazy ride for the Chicago bears, you know, sitting there at number one, um, all along kind of feeling like we were never going to keep the pick. We finally do make that trade. We ensure that we get 2024 first round capital. Um, you know, and now it's kind of this idea of moving back at nine of let's just see how the board falls, man. And I think we're in the same boat, right? We're after, Man, after the Colts at four, it's it's wide open, right? I mean, are are you trying to? Are, you have a pulse right now on what Seattle's going to do? They're sitting right in front of you. Yeah, it's it's been you know trending towards uh, Anthony Richardson, but more so recently to they they're like, and I, I see them as a team that's willing to disregard all the things we talked about with Jalen Carter and just make that selection. So I, I would, I would be happy if they take Jalen Carter, I'd be upset if they took my boy Anthony Richardson right before, because that's who I'd like the opportunity to take. And I'd also like to see if he's on the board, if Brad Holmes would make that pick or if he's, he could be much more in the mode of loving his boy, Jared Goff, letting him roll for the next four seasons, building around him. You know, that's what a lot of people say here as well. So I, I just want to say a couple quick things about what you just talked about is like you've been saying this every time you come on and we always have fun talking football but you've been saying like wow our teams kind of mirror each other and I feel like the Lions you know did what your team is doing a year or two before which is move some things get some draft assets and then they did what you sounded like your trepidations of doing which is they've built the right way they started adding left tackle right tackle boring center, start boring yeah you're b- right. big pass rushers that like to me that's not boring that's a great way to build a football team now it's a matter of will your quarterback come together you beat up on jared goff played really well last year so that helped the rebuild speed up and gave us some more options then you start adding toys you haven't taken a shot at jameson williams yet on this show you might have done it via text the moment that the news came out which was fine we had a little fun going back and forth there but i have no worries about I'm in, a this faci- kid. I'm in a facility right now that actually prohibits me from going after jameson williams because i know the rules derek um, but well, no no that'll be that we have all summer to do that buddy and the the part about it is people here are like, oh, now you got to draft a receiver in the first or second early second round. No, you don't. The kid's 22 years old. <laughs> he's an electric talent. He made a mistake. Yes, he's a little bit off the wall with some of the things he's doing right now. But all I want to do is see him for 10 plus football games and then 16, 18 the next year. And I think all the questions will be put to bed. So I'm not overreacting like most people are here. But I say just keep building the right way. Then start adding these toys even we i just did a half rant about tight ends 
you know, that running back, these positions that you sort of add at the end and receivers, even you sort of add at the end that makes your team fun, but push you over the top. And, uh, like you say, if you move back and add picks, like the Lions have added picks, the Lions might move back this year, add some more picks for next year. Like it's going to be just loaded up and exciting because we finally got the news that Smug's gone forever. We both have never really believed in what they're building in Minnesota. So like, yeah, I'm hoping it's really fun. Detroit versus Chicago. And uh, that's what we've been rooting for for a while. So just keep mirroring what we're doing, Joey. Just keep replicating what we're doing in Detroit. And your team will be just fine. Yeah, Minnesota's like that, like that restaurant that was probably really cool in like 1992, but now they're doing a lunch special for 3.99 because honestly, no one will come into the place anymore. Like, exactly. I, you know, I just don't. I I don't see it with Minnesota at all. Um, yeah, you're right. Uh, Mr. Smug Dark Lord is going to New York, which is fantastic. And um, you know, I think it's a really exciting time. <laughs> to be a Lions fan. I think it's an exciting time to be a Bears fan too as well. I mean, I, I think the good part about where we're sitting at right now is, look, I don't think we have any aspirations that we're going to be this uh, this contender of some kind. I think we want to play spoiler, be a little feisty. But honestly, like this is the year that we find out about, find out truly about Justin Fields. And when I say that I like Justin Fields, that doesn't necessarily mean I'm ready to give him $50 million a year. You know what I'm saying? I think there's still a little bit more for him to prove, and this is the year for him to do it. And it starts with this NFL draft right here. Um, I don't mean to be tangent-oriented, but I, I really <laughs> wanted to ask you this question while I still got you while I'm still on this pod here. Um, who is your favorite receiver in this draft? Not who you think is the best, um, but who is the guy that you're just kind of like, Man, with the value where he's kind of being ranked right now, how I could see it playing out. You know, do you have like a pet favorite? Do you have a little man crush on a receiver right now? Um, I I mean, my favorite and I think the best is the same. I, I do think it's the kid from that school we shall not speak of, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Um, the Lions, you know, we've been looking at more mid-round guys. So I've been finding some real diamonds in the rough like A.T. Perry or uh, Rice or... Gosh, who's the other kid I watched the other day? I know people love this. Got a lot of a lot of ta- lot of Tank Dell buzz going on. Jonathan, right oh, I love Tank Dell. Oh, he's so fun to watch. And look at his numbers. Tank Dell's like a fifteen hundred yard, what seventeen touchdown player. I think I mocked him to the the Chiefs at, at thirty one in the last mock I did because I love him so much and I think they would as well. But you know, I'm looking at those middle later guys, even like a Ronnie Bell, a very professional guy from Michigan, as a sixth round type player for the Lions. Um, but I, I like some of these top receivers, but it feels like receiver was the talk of the league last year, and now it's sort of like it's back to get them when the price is right and the, the flavor. Do you like chocolate ice cream? Do you like vanilla? You know, type of thing. So, you know, there's all types. There's speed guys. There's small guys. There's route runners like uh, JSN. So I think, you know, there's good receivers both for the NFL and fantasy, but it's a little bit of a different year in that realm. Joey, I want to do this because I know um, – you know, I, I usually pub pub up all your stuff and tell everybody what you're up to, but you got to tell me because it's been so long since we talked. I kind of want to know what you're into, where people can find you. Hopefully me and you, if we don't have time to jump on a quick uh, Kool-Aid hotline to uh, talk about our teams when it's all said and done, um, you know, we'll be texting or sending something, talking some smack. But uh, tell me what you're up to in general and what you're going to be doing around the draft time that people can check you out, man. You're the best in the business. I tell you that every time. 
Dude, appreciate you so much, man. Uh, we've been doing this for a while, so it's always an honor to come back on. Um, yeah, and my schedule is just kind of meshed not great with your schedule so that's why i just haven't been around that's the only real real reason um yeah dude uh definitely uh, i would love to do some hotline with you um dude i'm gonna be around the next two days dial them the nfl draft hopping on a bunch of different platforms and pods uh and shows and stuff trying to just weigh in and react as best as i possibly can get excited for it um uh, but yeah no man uh, the easiest way for anyone listening out there is to follow me at joey sports guy uh, obviously i love chicago sports but i do love talking about the midwest in general and sports in general um if you're looking for maybe another side of the fence perspective that's always great to come and check me out um my show believe in bears with Corey wooten uh man a lot has been happening. Uh, you can find that anywhere you get your podcast, Spotify, Apple, etc. But now we are now can be featured. Um, our video can now be featured. You can watch us on Stadium, soon to be Westwood One. You can also hear our uh, web, uh, episodes on Satellite Radio, Sirius XM. And now you can also check out our videos uh, at a place called Sports Talk Chicago. Uh, we're just now going to be running our episodes over there, too, as well. Just a great community of Midwest Chicago sports fans uh, mixing it up in there. And to be honest with you, I have already noticed a couple of Lions fans, so don't be scared, people, to come on over there and check it out. Um, and then finally, yeah, I just recently joined um, a Fans First Sports Network. I'm going to be providing some audio-only content for them, doing some podcasts and some general NFL. I'm going to be hosting something called The Bear Claw Podcast. Uh, make sure you check that out, too, as well. Um, but yeah, man, that's, that's it for right now. Um, trying to stay busy, man. After this NFL draft, the summer starts, uh, I'm going to start diving into baseball a little bit more, but obviously the NFL shall never sleep. So, uh, really excited about this summer, man. And, uh, oh, I'll definitely be back on and I want to do some hotline with you too, as well. Um, see who we take, man. I mean, I, I, I'm just dying to see, I'm dying to see how this board works out right now. And honestly, I'm just kind of dying. You said at the beginning of the pod, and maybe this is a great way to button it is everyone just keep in mind today. And when you listen to this pod tomorrow on Thursday, <laughs> a lot of the stuff that you're going to hear is total BS. People are <laughs> lying on purpose for the benefit of their own advantage, right? So if someone wants to draft Jalen Carter, you might be hearing from certain sources that Jalen Carter is a terrible person. Um, they're doing it right now, I guess, with Darnell Wright. Uh, I guess there's something going on on Twitter right now. With Darnell Wright has character issues, but when you actually look into it, all he did was clap back at someone that said something awful to him on Twitter. So everybody, just do your research or just stay off. And just relax, because once that draft starts, we're all going to eat our pancakes. We're going to get David Putney in here, and uh, we're going to magically make Sunny Weaver magic tomorrow night. And it's going to be super fun. I can't wait to watch. We've been waiting a long time. And, uh, dude, it was great to be on here with you. Joey, I couldn't say it any better. We finally got this to work out. We said, let's just jump on Wednesday. We've got a little bit of time. I had a couple bullet points. I said, it's two guys talking football. We can do this all day for the people and the people consist of the millions for the millions and millions out there that listen to kool-aid cast excited for this draft joey i can't thank you enough this was super fun i used up about every second of time i had with you we'll have to do it again sometime you are the man go check out joey and everything he's doing check out this draft react on twitter at Derek Oakry, at Joey Sports Guy on all socials, and we'll catch you next time right here on the Detroit Kool Aid Cast. Take care, everybody. We're out. Pack the bag, start the plane. This game is over.
Drink it in, man.